the value that the co-location of a beautiful digital media experience along with essential public charging brings is incredible. Other cities rely on Volta for critical emergency messaging. We have a large network in the state of California who unfortunately is subject to ongoing public emergencies and natural disasters. And communities have relied on Volta's charging station to communicate emergency messaging to their constituents in a timely manner. Welcome to the official podcast of the EV Report. Here, we take a deep dive into the world of electric vehicles, bringing you exclusive interviews and insights into the company shaping our future. Let's get started. Welcome. I'm Brian Hagman, and my guest today is Brant Hastings, President and CEO of Volta Charging. Thanks for joining me, Brant. Thanks, Brian. It's great to be here. Longtime listener to the podcast, first time caller. Awesome. I love it. That's great. So to get started, to get to kick things off, can you share maybe just a quick or a brief overview of Volta Charging, a little bit about maybe, you know, who you are, what you do, that sort of thing? Absolutely. Uh, We're an EV charging and a digital media company, and I'm excited to be here to talk about Volta's different business model for EV charging and how it unlocks value. Tell me how this got started. How did the um, this idea of kind of combining, you know, charging in, you know, media advertising into one, how did this come about? Volta was started a little more than 10 years ago when most people didn't even know what EV stood for. But we knew public charging infrastructure would be essential to the adoption of EV. So we needed a way to build chargers as the earliest adopters were going electric. And the EV charging industry has long been plagued by sort of, you know, what is referred to as the chicken and egg paradigm, if you will. And with Volta's dual revenue streams from advertising and from charging, Volta's able to tackle this challenge head on. And Volta's advertising business allows us to install charging stations in areas ahead of broad EV adoption. So I'll give you an example. My family and I frequent the grocery store uh, several times a week. Meal planning is not our strength. The pharmacy, shopping malls, and other locations on the weekends. And these are the popular locations where Volta's chargers are located. They fit seamlessly into your daily and weekly routines. And that's the key ingredient to how Volta delivers value to drivers, to commercial properties, and to advertisers. And advertising to commercial properties can also increase consumer spending. And advertisers can reach their target audiences right before they take out their wallet and make a purchase decision in the store. Tell me how this works, because obviously, you know, you guys are, you know, one notable aspect of Volta Charging is being able to, as you kind of mentioned, being able to put or deploy EV chargers in maybe areas that it's not necessarily widespread. You know, kind of like you said, the chicken, you know, some, a lot of EV companies or retailers or other locations are maybe hesitant to put charges at the location if they don't feel comfortable that it's going to be, you know, a high use or or valuable to that, that particular. So how do you all do this? There's a recent study published in the Energy Research Social Science Journal, and it talked about how the majority of current EV owners, they own a home, they have multiple vehicles, they tend to have higher incomes compared to the general population. And about 60% of EV owners have an annual income of more than $100,000. But if EV adoption follows the standard adoption curve, which I think all of the listeners to this podcast believe it will. What does it look like to be an EV driver that's going to charge in the years ahead? And public EV chargers are going to be essential for many of these future drivers as they may not have access to at-home charging in the same way the current EV drivers do. And it's because of Volta's advertising business that allows us to install charging stations in areas ahead of broader EV adoption 
So that means that Volta is building critical fueling infrastructure right now when it's needed ahead of the adoption curve when drivers are going to, you know, uh, to need it to continue uh, the acceleration of EV purchases. What's your strategy? So how do you partner with cities or with specific locations? Like, how do you sell them on the idea? Is it the, specifically the advertising aspect? So we've reviewed dozens of public EV charging infrastructure plans. And we know how most cities prioritize public chargers at city-owned properties like the town hall or neighborhood parks. And while some of these locations, they may have high visitation rates, we help identify the specific city blocks with the most traffic and recommend building the chargers there. Building public chargers in these convenient locations increases utilization and it helps us avoid partnering with a city and it unintentionally creating stranded assets. And so part of our secret sauce at Volta is that we use proprietary data and analytics. We call it predictive. It helps us predict the future of EV adoption and it helps these agencies decide on the best charger locations that will maximize utilization for all of their constituents. I think another way to look at it is if you look at you know, a 2019 survey conducted by the American Housing Survey and the U.S. Census Bureau, and then this is staggering. Approximately 43 million residences or one in three houses in the U.S. today, they're multifamily, right? These spaces include you know, apartment buildings, condominiums, townhouses, mixed-use developments. Many of these do not have access to at-home charging. And it's because of our advertising business, we can install charging stations in public areas that fit seamlessly into drivers' daily routines uh, ahead of broader EV adoption. So that means that Volta is building critical infrastructure right now when it's needed and for later when there's even more EV drivers on the road. So what are, what are some of the, um, the biggest... I guess, obstacles or challenges. Do you, do you get any pushback? I mean, obviously you do in any business when you're trying to sell. Is there any objections or the biggest, I guess, challenges when trying to implement with a potential customer? Customers love our business model for a variety of reasons, right? We're all about providing convenient and accessible charging experience for drivers. Recently, uh, we were ranked number one in customer satisfaction with level two charging by JD Power, something that we're incredibly proud of because with Volta, the consumer gets exactly what they want at convenient locations. And our retail partners appreciate the fact that they have charging on their property, which helps them future-proof their sites, helps them meet the needs of current EV adopters and the one and two Americans that are considering an EV as their next vehicle purchase. I think another interesting part is uh, for site host partners, um, we're also helping drive their core business. Because if you're a retailer or a property owner, you want, you're focused on being excellent at that business. And one way that we help them do that is by bringing new shoppers to their property, helping retain shoppers when they're making that decision to go EV and to go electric and to know that their favorite store that they have loyalty with has got their back and can meet their charging needs, right? Whether they're an essential charger and live in a home where they uh, do not have at-home charging and they rely on public charging for 100% of their fueling needs, or if they're opportunistically charging, right? Looking for a top-off while they spend the 40 minutes inside of a Kroger, for example. And the advertising platform is fantastic, right? Because it tells the shopper about all the amazing products inside the store. So when I pull in 
to my local grocery store and I walk past the Volta screen right next to the front door of the store, I remember that I'd forgotten to put that one key item on my list, right? Uh, But the Volta Mm -hmm. screen reminded me of it. And you can be sure that that product ends up in my basket and then back in my EV uh, when I'm driving home. And that's fantastic for a retailer, right? Driving more commerce, driving more revenue. It's also fantastic for cities and municipalities. We're driving more tax base and more tax revenue for them as well uh, through their retailers. So it really becomes a win-win-win for all the partners. Sounds like a brilliant idea. I mean, obviously, you know, when you look at some public chargers, and of course they don't have the advertising, most do not have the advertising on them. You know, it just, and when you see a Volta charger with the ads, the media, you just immediately see they're missing out right on opportunities. So my next question is, it's hard enough to, to build a business, but in essence, you all are basically kind of managing and growing two different businesses in one, right? I mean, you have you have the challenge of the EV chargers, the stations, all the maybe the challenges, opportunities that come with that business itself. But then mixed in with it, you've got this growing media company advertising service that you're offering. How do you manage that? I mean, either you personally as the, the president and CEO of the company or just, at, you know, in general as a business, like how, how do you ensure that you're making sure that both remain a priority? It's a fantastic business. I get to wake up every day leading a digital out-of-home media business. I get to wake up every day leading one of the largest public EV charging companies. It's incredible. And I think that the magic is in bringing it all together because it all works together so cohesively. It doesn't work independently, right? Bringing those value propositions together for all of our key stakeholders, whether that's an EV driver who's also a shopper and a consumer, whether that's uh, one of our real estate partners or site hosts who may be you know, a large commercial property owner, maybe uh, a retailer or a grocery store, for example, and for our marketing partners who are relying on Volta. These are the leading global brands who are relying on Volta to be that last message that a consumer sees before they walk into a store and make a decision about about which product or which SKU to take off of the shelf and to put in their basket. It's an incredible business model. It's not an or, it's an and, right? When we think about our different stakeholders and I have the best job in the industry because I get to bring all of those together into one cohesive offering and bring it to market. That's amazing. So I guess if someone's listening to you and they're still trying to maybe wrap their mind around, you know, how this works, do you have any like success stories with maybe a retailer or a specific location that that you've installed maybe, you know, recently that kind of shows, you know, the benefits of, of installing a Volta charger? I'm incredibly proud of the partnership that Volta has with the city of Hoboken, right? Only miles from where we are uh, right here in, in New York City today. And we recently opened uh, our first chargers in the city of Hoboken. We're partnered with the city to ensure that no Hoboken resident is more than a very short walk from a public charger. This is critical fueling infrastructure for the city of Hoboken. It helps accelerate electric vehicle adoption in the city and meet these constituents' fueling needs, right? And they also love our advertising platform. I was recently in Hoboken and I was looking uh, at uh, some of the different messages that the city of Hoboken is using our screens for to talk about different safety messages, for example, when to put your garbage and recyclables out on the street. These are all super important messages and the value that the co-location of a beautiful digital media experience along with essential public charging brings to a city like Hoboken is incredible. Other cities rely 
on Volta for critical emergency messaging. Uh, we have a large network in the state of California, uh, as an example, who unfortunately is subject to um, you know ongoing public emergencies and natural disasters. And communities have relied on Volta's charging station to communicate emergency messaging uh, to their constituents in a timely manner. So it's an example of how, going back to your last question, Brian, of we bring it all together uh, in one for the benefit of all stakeholders. Yeah, so it makes perfect sense to me. In my mind, you know, I'm imagining, you know, again, like at a convenience store, gas station, whatever you have the, the charger or another business that wants to advertise, you know, or communicate messages, whatever that may be, right? A perfect example was the one you just gave with the city. Of Hoboken. This may be a dumb question, but with Volta, so what if this, if you have a charger that goes in a location and maybe that, uh, I don't know, maybe that area, that location whoever owns it doesn't necessarily want to utilize the advertising or maybe, you know, doesn't necessarily have as much messaging. Are you able to share, like, for lack of a better term, like random ads? Like, can you, can you earn money on, like, say, for example, if, if large brands want to advertise on that? Or is it literally just more of the entity, the location that is personal messaging um, with, with the Volta charging? We offer both. And that's the beauty of the platform. We have a network, thousands of digital screens, which are embedded in our chargers across the country. We're in over 32 states. We have over 3,000 chargers in our network. We have over 5,000 digital screens uh, in our network. We're delivering over a billion monthly impressions to consumers on our media screens. And that's an incredibly valuable proposition to advertisers. Marketers love us, whether they're OEMs, whether they're CPG brands, entertainment brands, and the list goes on. Much like real estate, advertising is also about location, location, location. And the ability to influence that consumer's behavior because of the location right up front in front of a store or a commercial property where you can influence what the consumer does and where they spend their dollars on that property is incredible. So we're focused on partnering with advertising agencies, holding companies, global brands, as well as our site hosts in the communities in which we serve to provide this valuable messaging platform to help them deliver the outcomes that matter most to them, whether that's the mayor of a city or the chief marketing officer of a leading consumer packaged goods brand. No, it's fascinating. So obviously you've got you know, a lot of opportunities for messaging and communicating. But I want to talk more about the charging sides because, you know, some of the complaints or concerns with an EV drive, you know, with EV drivers are one, you know, just public charging in general, right? Just being able to find, okay, is there a public charger, be able to charge to it. But the second one is typically, okay, I actually did find a charger, but it's not working. The, you know, it's either down, the quality's not there. So, so as a company, how are, how are you all or what steps do you take or what's your strategy for making sure that you provide a good quality experience for, the driver? Is there things in place you guys are doing to ensure that? We think about our business as an owner operator. We own and operate our entire network and we do it with a different business model. We see revenue through charging. We see revenue through media and advertising. And that enables us to be able to maintain a very high level of excellence on our network in terms of uptime and availability and reliability to drivers. And I mentioned before, I'm incredibly pleased uh, that Volta was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with level two charging uh, in the 2023 JD Power survey. I also think about experience in another way, and I'll expand upon that. So imagine if you're charging your EV, you're at a movie theater with your family, and you get a notification that your, your vehicle is charged, your battery's full. Brian, please come out and move your car. You may be 15 minutes into the movie. It's really building up. Perhaps you're still in the previews. Those seem to last a long time at the films I go to with my family. That's not a great experience. 
Or when you think about a city, DC fast chargers are great at curbside locations and super busy commercial areas where drivers are parking for less than an hour or rideshare drivers need a very quick top off so they can get back out to earning income. Or level two chargers may be great on a street side where drivers may be parking overnight or in garage times where dwell times are often longer. And so building charging infrastructure that matches the behavior that's happening at a specific location is another key part of customer satisfaction. And so that's an ingredient that we think about as we're building and scaling our network is really matching the charging speed and experience to what's happening at that given location so that you can not be bothered by paying on your phone and have to get up from the Barbie movie with your kids, right? To go and move your car, uh, lest you incur, you know, uh, an idle fee. We spoke about this previously, I guess, earlier in our conversation about I guess location, you know, obviously location is everything, especially it's critical within, you know, with the EV charging network. So you mentioned this earlier, but so how do you go about deciding like where to place your chargers? Uh, you know, you, you talked about analytics, things like that, but is there a pretty specific, I guess, strategy you guys use to making sure you're putting, you know, you're going after the right locations? Absolutely. So if you're a city uh, or a transportation official, you're focused on two different things, right? You're focused on equitable access of charging. And you're also focused on preventing stranded assets, right? Volta takes a data-driven approach to planning. And we help our partners achieve both of those goals so that you can design a plan that places chargers in disadvantaged communities and in places that are heavily trafficked, which have higher utilization rates. And it's our predictive engine, which I mentioned earlier, uh, which is an infrastructure planning solution that helps us identify the best locations for charging based on consumer behavior so that we can partner with cities and other property owners to deliver on our plans by taking this data-driven approach to not only understanding today, but being able to predict the future. Predicting the future is one of the greatest challenges of being a business leader. Business leaders are asked to do it every day. We help them by taking a data-driven approach to understanding what the future of EV adoption down to a specific block level or a property level looks like today, tomorrow, one, two, five, ten or more years from now, so that we're building infrastructure on that property that will last the test of time. And we're not building stranded assets because we're all about meeting consumers' critical fueling needs in a convenient and reliable and accessible way, and also helping our commercial partners, whether that's a property owner or whether that's an uh, advertiser or marketer, be excellent at what they care most about as well. And EV charging sits right at the center of that, which makes it such an, uh, going back to your earlier question, this is the best job in the industry because we get to do all of that. And it's an and, and, and. So to wrap things up, looking into the future with Volta Charging, like where do you, where do you guys see? What's next for you all maybe the next five or 10 years? We're focused on continuing to scale our network across the U.S. We're in 32 states right now. We have over 3,000 chargers deployed. We're partnering with cities, municipalities across the country, partnering with uh, leading uh, commercial property owners and REITs uh, and retailers uh, to build this feeling infrastructure of the future for the benefit of drivers, for the benefit of our site hosts and partners, 
for the benefit of the marketing partners who are using our platform to communicate messages to help further their own business goals. So it's incredibly exciting uh, to continue to grow this business, uh, to meet drivers' needs of the future, to provide critical fueling infrastructure that fits seamlessly into drivers' daily routines, and to do it with a different business model, right? That enables us to be excellent at all of this. It's incredibly exciting. Well, Brant, it has been a pleasure. I really appreciate your time today. Uh, congratulations so far on the success of Volta Charging. And I, I really look forward to, to catching up again sometime. Brian, thanks so much for having me today. It was great to be with you. I'm Brian Hagman, founder of the EV Report. And I would like to thank today's guest, along with all of you, for tuning in. Don't forget to hit subscribe, and I'll see you next time.